Hi and welcome to Think Healthy with Hayley. This is a podcast for women who are interested in health, fitness, weight loss and mindset. So if you want to feel more in control, enjoy food, stop dieting and just feel happier and healthier and getting to where you want to be, then this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get into the episode. Hello and happy new year. Welcome to 2021. We made it. I hope you're well. I hope you had a lovely Christmas and new year. And this podcast is all about ideas for you to achieve your goals in 2021. Ideas for you to do it in a sustainable and enjoyable way. Because right now in January, there are always diets and detoxes and quick fix solutions everywhere you look. And Some of these things can be really tempting and you might find that your friends are on certain diets, you might have people trying all sorts of challenges and there's dry January, there's all sorts of things you could be doing to get quick results. But that's the problem right there is that they might get quick results but they're usually very temporary when they're quick. And the goal here is to give you some habits and ideas that you can start working on this month and keep going with for the rest of the year so that when you get to the end of 2021 you can look back and be so happy and proud at what you've achieved and feel completely confident that you can keep those results because you've done it in a sustainable enjoyable way so the first thing i want to talk about is building some healthy habits around food exercise doing things that will help you to achieve weight loss if that's your goal and doing things that will help you to just build your health build your fitness at the same time so some key habits that will make a huge difference for many people the first one we're going to look at is eating more protein and this is something super simple but actually most people would really benefit from doing it and getting enough protein in each meal would be one of the first suggestions i would make for anyone looking to achieve lasting weight loss so protein will help you stay fuller for longer and it will also help your body to keep hold of muscle as you lose weight so when we are dieting when we are basically cutting down our intake we're reducing our calories in some form whether that's an official diet or whether it's just through lifestyle changes that term dieting is what i'm referring to with that just any way of reducing your calories to achieve weight loss when we're doing that our body senses that there's less calories coming in and so it starts to get rid of muscle at the same time as fat unless you are telling it that you want to keep hold of that muscle because muscle is very metabolically active and it burns more calories than fat does. So to your body, if it's sensing that there's less calories coming in, it thinks that you're probably starving. It doesn't think that you're trying to lose weight and get fit and healthy. It thinks there's not enough food around. And so it decides to get rid of the muscle that you have, at least some of it, in order to reduce your metabolism and save some calories so that you can keep hold of fat, which will keep you insulated for longer in the event of a famine. So what that means is if you're not eating enough protein and if you're not using your muscles through resistance training, that muscle will just get used up for energy. So what we want to be doing is eating regular protein, which will be the building block of those muscles, and then also working those muscles with some form of strength training so that you are saying to your body, I'm using this, I'm feeding this muscle this muscle is needed because I'm regularly using it, I'm regularly working out and getting stronger, I want to keep hold of this muscle, please go and take your energy from my fat cells instead. 
that's basically what we're saying. So protein and therefore strength training as well are two incredible habits to build in to your daily or weekly routine. So protein in each meal, what we would be looking for is a palm-sized serving generally. So palm-sized serving of meat or fish, could be tempeh, tofu, could be beans, lentils, Greek yogurt, protein powder. If you're measuring calories and grams, then 25 to 40 grams of protein in a meal is fantastic. It doesn't have to be that exact though. What we're looking for is a serving of protein in each meal, and then you wanna add the other bits such as plenty of vegetables or some fruit and a bit of carbohydrates, a bit of fats. That's something that I have a good diagram on Instagram for, so check out my Instagram page for that, um, how to build a balanced meal, that's called. But protein, strength training, two really big ones to start with. And then other habits that could make a big difference for you would be increasing your daily step count. So whether that is going walking at a particular time of day, whether that's setting yourself a goal for your daily steps or for your weekly steps, so you know where you are with with that kind of number and you've got something that you can track. So for some of my clients, they will have a, a daily step goal and for some, they are working hard certain days of the week and they cannot get out as much as they want to. So they have a weekly goal instead and they can do more steps at the weekends and that's what they do. They'll go out and do a nice long walk Saturday or Sunday and that will bump up the average. So that's another way of doing it. And then we've got learning more about nutrition. This is a really important habit to build because if you're confused about food and nutrition, it makes things obviously a whole lot harder and there is so much confusing and conflicting advice out there. What we ultimately wanna do is understand a bit about calories, understand protein and know what foods are healthy fats, know what foods contain carbohydrates, the most important thing for weight loss is knowing about calories and knowing about portion sizes. So you don't need to count every calorie and track them in order to lose weight, but having that awareness will give you so much power for the rest of your life. So for some people, it can be really beneficial to just spend even a week or two actually really tracking their calories on something like MyFitnessPal and really putting the effort in to make it detailed and to weigh stuff out to really learn like what is... 25 grams of protein like what is in this snack that i regularly have what what does that amount to in calories that can be helpful it's not something i suggest for everyone especially at the beginning but it's a useful tool to have for sure either way looking at the calories on packets understanding more about portion sizes is very very helpful and there's two really good books that i recommend for learning about nutrition and they are the fitness chef book how to lose weight and feel great or something I should have checked that before I started talking about it um, but if you search for the fitness chef actually I can see it on my bookshelf uh eat what you want and lose weight for life that's something like that yeah the fitness chef anyway and also his Instagram account is fantastic the fitness chef underscore on Instagram um I will link this in the show notes too the other book is James Smith not a diet book that just breaks things down very, very nicely and helpfully into what you need to know about weight loss and also talks really well about all the myths and fads that are out there and just explains things extremely well. That's also on offer on Amazon as of today recording this podcast and it's only £5 for the book. So it's also very good on Audible as well if you listen to Amazon Audible. So those two books are really, really helpful. There's plenty of other good books out there, but they, I think, just break things down in a really nice, easy to understand way. 
So learning about nutrition, really helpful. And what I would do there as well is pair that with mindfulness and mindful eating. Mindful eating is something I talk about a lot um, on my Instagram account. I talk about it all the time with my weight loss clients because it's so, so important to building a healthy relationship with food and to be able to eat anything that you want, have no foods off limits, but to find that balance where you feel happy, in control, you're choosing nutritious foods most of the time, but you know you can eat anything you want and it's okay, it will fit, you understand how things work and you understand that you're in control, you're not ruled by food, you're not addicted to sugar, you have the power to say no when you want to stop. And mindful eating will help you do this because it will help you to slow things down and to really start to connect with the food that you're eating and to start to connect with the signals that your body is sending you as well. So the very first step that I would encourage you to do is to just start to become really aware and in tune with your hunger signals and checking in with yourself before you eat anything. Asking yourself like, am I hungry right now? On a scale of one to 10, where is my hunger? Very often we eat out of habit, out of routine, because we're emotional, maybe we've had a long, hard day, and we're feeling stressed. We might just eat because it's a certain time on the clock when we're used to eating. And so our brain will send us signals that, like, hey, it's time to eat, I feel hungry, I want this food. And we get cravings for certain foods at certain times. So when you start to become more aware of, of your signals and of how it feels to be genuinely hungry, that's the first step and that in itself just checking in with your body and how it's feeling puts a little bit of a gap between feeling the desire to eat food and going to get that food and eating it if you can even just put a gap there and you can slow that part down that in itself will give you some more power and a sense of self-control that then you get to decide what to do if you are genuinely hungry then you can go and obviously eat whatever you want to eat And if you're not hungry, then you get the choice to say, do you know what, I'm not hungry right now, but when I am, I'm going to eat what I want, and that's that. That in itself is very powerful. And if you decide that you are hungry and you're going to eat, or even if you decide you're not hungry and you're still going to eat, that's fine too in some situations. And understanding you have the choice is always the biggest thing here. But when you're about to eat a food slowing it down again is really valuable to do so when you are eating whatever you've chosen slowing each bite down so that you get to really notice and enjoy every mouthful of that food you're having because often when we are when we're trying to lose weight and we get to a point where we're eating certain foods that we feel aren't actually very helpful maybe you've got to that kind of late afternoon point where you're hungry you're craving a certain food you go to the cupboard you get that chocolate and you're starting to eat it and because you know that you you feel you shouldn't be eating it you feel guilty as you're having it and often in this situation we tend to eat quickly right and shovel it down and not even really enjoy the food because we're already in the throes of guilt and trying to just mindlessly eat it so we don't have to deal with the feeling that's uncomfortable around it but if you slow things down and you actually really notice every single bite of that chocolate and you notice the taste and the texture and how delicious it is, that brings you some more power in that moment straight away. And it allows you to enjoy it a whole lot more and potentially stop much sooner than you otherwise would have. So noticing the taste right from that first bite and really 
deciding like how good is this on a scale of one to ten how tasty is this first bite of this food and hopefully it will be delicious hopefully you've chosen something that you really enjoy it's not just generic stuff it's like the delicious things you like and as you eat that food and you take the next bite and the next bite you might start to notice that that taste will begin to fade away and this is a normal thing that happens that often we don't realize because we're too busy distracted or trying not to notice what we're doing because we feel bad when you tune into it and you notice the taste fades that's essentially your body saying hey like that was great i've had enough now like it's not as good anymore i'm getting a bit full i'm getting a bit bored of this food and when you recognize that it's the perfect opportunity to then stop at that point where you feel satisfied and you've had what you want and you're stopping where you feel in control. You're not having to finish it. You don't feel like you ruined it, so you may as well carry on. You're just enjoying what you eat and then stopping at the time that feels best. So mindful eating is is incredible, and there's a really good book for that too called The Joy of Half a Cookie, Using Mindfulness to Lose Weight and End the Struggle with Food. Highly recommend that book. I'll also put that in the link to the show notes. And... I will put that on my website in the next blog post that will come out soon. So if you're listening to this, if you check out my website, hayleyplummer.co.uk, the blog post on there will be titled something like seven great health and fitness books for 2021. It will be one of the most recent blogs and it will be linked on there too. So have a look at that. Um, So those are some key habits. There are other ones as well, but protein in each meal, strength training, increasing your daily activity in doing more steps or anything else that you enjoy any other activity is amazing as well and learning more about nutrition so those are four things we could also add into there things like drinking more water it could be improving your sleep maybe building in a habit of going to bed at a certain time or having a sleep routine for some of my clients it is uh, one of their habits is going to be practicing more meditation or something along those lines that helps them to to feel calm and grounded either first thing in the morning or last thing at night so that there, there's plenty of habits you've probably got an idea of what you might want to do and that habit in itself how could you fit that in that's something that you really want to look at practically where would that fit into your day how would you make that happen if it's something like doing more meditation you might want to block out five minutes at the start of each day it could mean setting your alarm for this time and then the first thing you do is get out of bed and do your meditation think about how you could slot in the habit that you want to add in so if it's strength training could it be going to the gym if the gym is an option at the moment what days would you do that when would that work best for you if you want to be doing some strength training at home Could you purchase a kettlebell online on Amazon or a set of resistance bands? Um, Check out my website again. One of the latest blogs on there is about 12 awesome health and fitness gifts. In there is links to resistance bands, kettlebells and something else that might be useful. Um, So check that out. That could be something that you want in your house. And then when would that work for you? When would you be able to do a home workout? Would it be at the end of your workday? Would it be on your lunch break? when would it work the more detailed you can get about where that habit will fit into your life the more likely it is that you'll get it done and it's key in those first few weeks when it's something new it's going to be harder to do it consistently for further than the first few days when it's novel and interesting that's when we tend to find it easy to do but then 
very quickly the novelty wears off or we forget, we get distracted, we get busy. So have a good think about when could it fit in? When is it gonna be most easy to do, most realistic? And how could you make it doable? So another one of my clients, one of her goals is to go out walking or running every day. And so we spoke about putting her shoes right by the door. Every day when she's at home doing her work, she's got her trainers by the door ready to go out when she gets to the point where she's taking a break. The shoes are there, so it's one last thing to think about. She doesn't have to go and find them. They're by the door. They also act then as a visual reminder that she's going out today. She's going to do some exercise. So little things like that can really help. My client who I who was who I just spoke about then, she's also wearing her exercise gear when she does her work for the day. So she's got her kit on already. So that's another barrier that's been knocked down because she starts her day in her exercise gear so she has nothing else to get changed into she just has to go to the door and put her shoes on and she's ready to go things like that are really helpful so then something else i wanted to mention in this podcast is improving your relationship with food this we've kind of talked about a bit with the mindful eating but relationship with food is massive and it's something that most people who are trying to lose weight often have a struggle around because if you've done diets in the past, if you have had struggles with certain foods that you find it hard to control yourself around, or you find that once you start, you can't stop, or you've become accustomed to certain foods being good foods and certain foods being bad foods, this can really damage the relationship with food that we have. And so there are those feelings of guilt when you eat certain foods, you feel like you should be avoiding certain things if you're trying to lose weight. And there's a a sense of that having to restrict certain things. You might have done diets where they've told you to cut things out. And it gets really overwhelming and confusing. And it gets to a point where you just, you feel bad for eating certain things. And that's what we want to move away from, to to build a healthy, sustainable relationship with food. We need to get to a point where nothing is off limits. Nothing is good or bad. It's just food. And there are some foods that are more nourishing and make us feel amazing. And there are some foods that are less nourishing, but that we just really love to eat now and again. And when you take away the labels and you just focus on mostly nutritious foods, but also knowing you can have anything else that you want, you get to choose, you're in control. You're going to choose mostly what makes you feel great and you're going to choose your your favourite other stuff too. That's where you get the best results, when you get to enjoy anything without guilt and you know that you can't mess this up, you can't ruin it, you're just phasing yourself towards a healthier, sustainable way of eating. And this takes practice, it takes time, because the brain will chatter away with lots of thoughts about how you shouldn't be eating this, and this is bad, this won't help you to lose weight. All these thoughts will come in because they've been practiced for possibly many, many years, and that's okay. The fact that they are there that's something to get used to because the brain will throw up lots of unhelpful thoughts in various areas of life. It's just what brains do. But when you recognise that and you understand that just because you think something, it doesn't make it true, and you get to choose what you're actually going to think and believe in each situation, you can remind yourself constantly that this is okay. I'm planning this food. I'm enjoying this. I'm in control noticing how the food tastes again going back to mindful eating if you're mindfully eating anything whether it's a salad or a pizza or a piece of cake that's great just that awareness and 
enjoying the food that you eat is what we want to be doing. And then knowing that you can stop and knowing that whenever you stop, it's fine. Make your next choice a great one and keep going is all you ever need to do. But if you could go through 2021 practicing enjoying food and not having guilt around food, that is going to give you so much so much power and so much success for the rest of your life. So have a think about what do you want your eating to look like in general? Like what foods do you still want to have in there? What foods bring you joy? And what foods make you feel fantastic in terms of health? Finding that balance is key. And there might be certain foods that you decide are just not worth it. But there's certain things that maybe maybe you might be eating at the moment, but they're quite high in calories. They're not very nutritious. They don't make you feel amazing. And they're not exceptional. So you might decide that they are just not worth it. So for me, most of the time, crisps fall into that category because if I eat one crisp, I get the taste for it and I'll start eating more crisps. But actually, I don't find crisps exceptional. I just get the taste and then I enjoy it. But I would much, much rather save those calories to spend on chocolate. And even with chocolate, my standards have increased. So now Hotel Chocolat is my absolute favourite chocolate in the world. And there are certain chocolates now that I would rather not eat so that I get to really enjoy Hotel Chocolat or other chocolate that I really like too. So sometimes raising the standards of of what you'll eat is helpful so that you rule out a lot of high calorie foods that are nice but not exceptional and you get to enjoy the the most amazing stuff and then save the rest of those calories for the best things or for nutritious things instead but at the end of the day a healthy relationship with food means that everything is okay nothing is good or bad nothing is off limits you get to decide and you cannot mess it up So finally, the last thing I want to talk about is visualising success. So visualising can sometimes seem a bit woo-woo, but it's actually very, very powerful. And you might hear athletes do this all the time. Athletes will visualise hitting the perfect golf shot or kicking the rugby ball over the try, over the, what do you call it, crossbar thing in rugby, Um, scoring a penalty, those kind of things, like, athletes will visualize for a reason because the brain starts to learn the patterns through seeing it and practicing it in your mind and there's actually very little difference in visualizing something versus actually doing it in terms of what your brain can learn from it so if you're visualizing doing something that you want to do for example having a really nutritious day maybe experiencing a food craving but staying on track and calming yourself in a different way If you visualise yourself doing that, you're much more likely to be successful. But what people tend to do is visualise the mistakes that they've already made in the past and then worry about doing it again. And then because they've spent time thinking about mistakes they've made, worrying they're going to do it again, they've just rehearsed doing it again many, many times in their brain, which makes them much more likely to do it when they get to the actual situation. So an example of this would be if you usually arrive home at five o'clock and you're tired and you crave food and you know that you go to the cupboard and eat chocolate at that time and now it's January and you're going to stop doing that because you're on a mission to lose weight but you're really worried that after a few days or weeks you're going to slip back into that pattern because that's what you do and you're an emotional eater like you crave sugar you find it really hard to stop if you're thinking about that 
even just the act of thinking, I hope I don't do that, you'll be visualizing yourself doing it. You'll be remembering past experiences and you'll be thinking about how you did it like God knows how many times before. And so your brain is just thinking about doing it again and again and again. And it's building more of a a neural pathway every time you think of it. You're basically mentally rehearsing doing it and programming yourself to be more likely to do it again. So what we would want to be doing in that situation is visualising yourself doing it differently. Like visualise yourself coming home, feeling tired and stressed and really craving chocolate and wanting to go to the cupboard, but deciding that, hang on a second, I'm going to just take a few minutes here to take a few deep breaths and, and calm myself down and I'm going to do something different. I'm going to get a glass of water and drink that as soon as I get in. It could be, you could give yourself a pattern interrupt as well. So you could come home and instead of going straight to the kitchen, you start to build the habit of going straight upstairs first. And that in itself, that pattern interrupt can sometimes help to to just trip, kind of trip that neural pathway and set a new one up instead. So you go upstairs, you do something there, and then you come down and you have the next thing planned already. So it could be, then you get a glass of water and then you start prepping dinner, which you've already planned and you're ready to get going. Or maybe you've even prepped some stuff or you've cooked a, a batch meal over the weekend. So you've got it there ready for when you come in. So there's different ways you can do it. But visualizing yourself coming in and doing that habit is very, very powerful. Um, and in any situation where you want to do something different, visualize yourself doing that thing. Visualize yourself having a challenge, but overcoming that challenge and doing what you want to do in the moment. And it will make you far more likely to do it. So that's kind of a small scale visualization of habits, which is actually really powerful because you're focusing on the process of achieving your goal. So what many people do is focus on the outcome that they want and they picture and visualize what it's going to be like to have lost all the weight and have reached their goal. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's a fantastic thing to do. And that will hopefully get you feeling motivated and excited and inspired to keep working towards that. But what we really need as well is a visualization of the process that will get you there. Because that goal sometimes can seem very far away and there might be a missing link between being at that goal and like knowing what to do to get to it. So the more you can practice visualizing doing the actions and the habits and the routines, the better your brain will understand what to do in those moments, the more consistently you'll be able to do it and the quicker you will make some progress and get to that goal. And one thing I've just thought of with that is planning food is is a hugely beneficial habit as well. So that's my final tip is to plan your food for the day or for the week and make sure that you're planning foods that are easy to get hold of in the moment, they're easy for you to put together and they're enjoyable. They're things that you actually like, they're mostly nutritious, but they're also foods that make you feel happy to eat at the same time. And planning is something that people sometimes will plan maybe their their main meals for the week, but it's rare that I find people who are planning their day, breakfast, lunch, dinner and snacks. And when people start to do that, when I help with when I help my clients to do that and they start to build that as a habit, it's incredible the difference it makes because most of us are pretty busy. We've got a lot to go on doing in the day, like a lot to deal with, a lot to think about. And so you can start the day with the best of intentions to eat well, but as the day goes on and you have to keep making lots of decisions and deciding stuff and doing things and 
your willpower is gradually getting drained by maybe demands of other people and added pressures that you've got to get on with you get to maybe the afternoon or the evening and you're worn out and it's really hard to make a healthy choice at that point too but if you've already planned your breakfast your lunch your dinner you know what your snack options are so they're there and ready when you're hungry life is so much easier because you that's one less thing or a number of less things to think about over the course of the day you've got it there you can grab it when you need it and you don't have to decide so you can get to the end of the day tired stressed maybe frustrated at times overwhelmed but it's okay because you know what you've got to eat you don't have to do anything differently you your previous self made it really easy for your future self by making a, a simple decision earlier on and so you don't have to do anything other than just follow that through and that's why it's really important to make it realistic as well. So don't try to plan the perfect food day where you eat like a total angel who's like 100% healthy and never eats anything like unhealthy or high in sugar. Like make sure you plan something that you'll actually eat. And that is often planning in a chocolate bar or like some kind of pudding every now and again or even a, like a takeaway or sometimes you might just want something really simple for dinner like chips and sausages and peas and that's fine too the most important thing is that you have a plan and then you get to practice following through on that plan and that in itself when you make it realistic and then you follow through you're keeping your promise to yourself in that moment so one thing many people do is if they are planning they're planning to be really healthy and to try to lose weight as quickly as possible and to cut out all the foods they enjoy so they plan the perfect food day and after a short amount of time that becomes really hard to stick to and so then they're just breaking the promises that they made and then they lose self-trust so what we want to do is be really practicing building your self-trust building your self-confidence your self-esteem that all comes from keeping promises to yourself so if you can plan a realistic food day that you know you can stick to and you end up sticking to it you've kept your promises and that in itself will start to build your confidence that you can do this because if you say you're going to do something you stick to it because you've made it realistic so that would be my final tip to plan your food to make life easier for yourself by having a plan ahead of time whether it's a daily plan a weekly plan most of my clients find it helps to have a, a bit of a template for the week but then plan each day at the start of the day and make it simple make it literally it could be for myself today it was porridge for breakfast um, a bit of chocolate for a snack then it was poached eggs for lunch on wholemeal muffin with avocado and a bit of salad uh, and then we've got a snack of possibly some fruit or a bit more chocolate so I've got a lot of chocolate from Christmas and then salmon chips and vegetables for dinner and then I've got some low calorie ice cream for a little bit of pudding after so super simple and it's enjoyable and it's realistic that's the goal for your planning and that is it for this episode. I hope that helps. I hope you have an amazing 2021. So much better than 2020. If you need any help or advice, please don't hesitate to get in touch. My email is hayley at hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'll put the links in the show notes. I hope this was helpful and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. 
if you have any questions, if I can help you in any way, please feel free to get in contact with me via my website, hayleyplumber.co.uk or come find me on Facebook or Instagram and I would love to connect with you. I hope you have an amazing day and I'll speak to you soon.